Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Welcome to the September 2019 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club coming to you from Sydney, Australia. My name is Damien Murchie. I'm here with Dr. Shivani Agarawala and we are talking about another PRS paper from September 2019, also, also covered in the official PRS Journal Club. Uh, timing of microsurgical reconstruction in lower extremity trauma, an update of the Gadina paradigm. This is by Dr. Lee et al., uh, with Jamie Levine being the senior author uh, from New York, New York. So, Shivani, what was this paper looking at? So, this paper um, was looking at how timing influences outcomes in lower extremity traumatic free flap reconstruction based on Gadina's original findings three decades ago and they set out to see if the ideal time window for soft tissue coverage can be extended beyond 72 hours without compromising outcomes. So just to summarise, Marco Gadina wrote his landmark paper in 1986, essentially divided um, timing of lower limb uh, microsurgical reconstruction into within 72 hours 72 hours to 90 days and then beyond 90 days uh, and that had that particular paradigm has been um, adopted uh, to a large extent around the world although it's been tempered in more ye- recent years with the advent of negative pressure wound dressings and it's widely considered among plastic surgeons that the advent of negative pressure wound therapy has meant that we don't have to race in and do everything within 72 hours because the negative pressure wound therapy will keep the wound clean uh, and allow us to time our reconstruction at a more convenient time or uh, wait till the patient gets better or whatever. So this group has quite an extensive database of I think over 2,000 microsurgical reconstructions and of them over 800 were lower limb reconstructions. What were they looking at in this paper? So in this paper, they ended up including 358 soft tissue free flaps. Um, The patients they included had trauma distal to the knee and underwent soft tissue free flap coverage within one year of their injury. They excluded patients who had vascularized bone flaps, injuries extending proximal to the knee, and if the free flap coverage was performed one year after injury. The data that they collected included the time between injury and reconstruction. They divided their reconstructions into two eras to control for a learning curve in um, the microsurgical techniques used to reconstruct the free flaps. Um, And coincidentally, the second era in their paper coincided with their use of negative pressure wound therapy. They also looked at sublocation of the injury, uh, free flap type, flap size, operative time, limb vascular status, and perioperative complications. So patients were stratified based on timing from injury to free flap coverage. Um, Initially, they started off with three periods. So less than three days was considered early, four to 90 days was considered delayed, and greater than 90 days was considered late. Upon reviewing their results, um, they further subdivided the delayed cohort of four to 90 days into four to nine days and 10 to 90 days. And so what did they find? So from this, they found that 
Um, through their multivariate analysis of flap outcomes, which controlled for age, timing, presence of arterial injury and flap type, flaps performed within three days of injury compared to those formed between four to 90 days demonstrated lower rates of major complication and lower rates of partial flap failure. Arterial injury was significantly associated with higher total flap failure, higher to partial flap failure and higher take back rates. Um, they also found that flaps performed in the initial era compared to the later era were associated with more major complications. After subdividing their delayed cohort into four to nine days and nine, uh, 10 to 90 days, they further found that there was no difference in total flap failure, partial flap failure, or take backs or overall complications between the flaps that were performed within three days of injury com compared to those performed between four to nine days after injury. So basically, in summary, flaps performed within 10 days after injury compared to those performed after 10 days um, were associated with decreased rates of major complications. So on the basis of this, the authors suggest that the Gadina um, protocol can be relaxed and that in the modern era, we don't have to be doing all our microsurgical reconstruction within 72 hours, but in fact, uh, within 10 days, based on their very large retrospective cohort, may still be safe timing. Um, however, going beyond 10 days, uh, the reconstructive surgeon may run into issues with flap failure as found by Gadina in his 73 days to 90 day uh, particular uh, uh, timing. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, what do people think about this paper? So, I think this is an important paper because there are many factors which prevent us as plastic surgeons from being able to perform free flap coverage in lower, tra uh, lower limb trauma within that three-day period. Um, factors such as patients need stabilization, they may have other competing injuries that need prioritization, or even just delays in referral to us. Um, or arranging theatre time or, you know, getting the orthopaedic team together with the plastic team at the same time in the same operating theatre. Exactly. So there are, like, you know, practical scheduling things that often uh, can cause delays. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I think being able to extend that safe period of surgery out to 10 days makes a big difference um, to our planning in reconstructing these patients. I think there were a few issues with this paper. Firstly, the classification of injuries that were being reconstructed, I think they needed better classification. Um, we, they did not mention anything about the degree of contamination um, or the vascular status of these injuries. Um, this was a retrospective review, so the data was limited to the perioperative period, and we did not have longer-term outcomes such as the incidence of post-operative infection, bony union, or limb loss. Also, the reasons for delayed reconstruction were not given. Was it because of surgeon unavailability, delays in theatre time, or was it because the wound was so contaminated that we were not able to put a free flap on it? In, yeah. within that, there are so many of those kind of variables that uh, we don't know why the decision was made. Whether you know, for example, the the particular selection of flap. You know, why did they choose this particular muscle flap as opposed to a fascio-cutaneous flap? 
why was the operation done at day three and not at day 10 or day 20, not at day 10? Uh, so there are many, uh, but that's inherent in the nature of a ret retrospective analysis that there are things like that which are unknown. Now, in an ideal world, you'd say, well, look, if this was prospectively collected randomised data, you'd be able to get a more meaningful comparison of like with like. But um, that really shouldn't take away from the fact that this is a very impressive um, collection of cases uh, which span generations, really, going back to 1976. Um, and, uh, you know, with thousands of microsurgical reconstructions in their database and 800 of them specific to the lower limb. So the authors are to be applauded for uh, going through their data to try to find answers which may guide uh, decisions which we make into the future. And although it's easy to say, oh, yeah, but look, the results weren't randomised, you know, we don't know why they did this flap or, you know, why they did two anastomoses here and only one anastomosis there, even still, what they have provided us with still gives us important information that we can use in our own decision-making processes. Absolutely. And I think one um, area which I would like to see further research done in is how VAT dressings have revolutionised our um, management of lower limb trauma. Yeah. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.